Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show, where I speak with Dr. Courtney Warren. And Dr. Warren is a board-certified clinical psychologist and former tenured associate professor of psychology at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. She's won numerous professional awards for her research, and she is an expert on addictions, self-deception, romantic relationships, eating pathology in the practice of psychotherapy from a cross-cultural perspective. And her newest work is a self-help book on love addiction and breakups called Letting Go of Your Ex, and it will be out in February. So be sure to check that out. And Dr. Courtney and I today talk about mostly for the entirety of our conversation, dealing with a breakup, getting over your ex. And I certainly feel like this is the most comprehensive and helpful conversation that we've had on this show around this 
topic. Dr. Courtney gives so many very valuable and actionable tips for every step of your journey. If you're just out of the breakup all the way to if you've been broken up with someone for a decade and you're still struggling to get over them, which is a reality that certainly happens, some tools and practices and things to think about to help you with that process. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know you are going to love this show. And if you're tuning in and you're feeling heartbroken, just want to send you a big hug and let you know that you are not alone and you're in the right place for some really great tools to help you move through what you're dealing with. Okay, so enjoy today's show. Hi, Dr. Courtney. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Delighted to be here. Today, we're going to talk about love addiction. So let's start with having you tell our listeners what exactly that is, and then we'll talk about how to navigate it. Often when we think about love, we don't really think of it as an addiction. We might think of substances, drugs, alcohol, or even things like gambling and sex, eating food, like we've all used the term chocoholic probably, but we often don't think of love as addictive. And it actually really is addictive. There's a ton of emerging neurobiological research to suggest that we actually are probably biologically programmed to fall in love with a mate. And so the term love addiction, although it's not a clinical diagnosis, is one that you'll hear a lot of mental health professionals use when we're describing someone who has a really intense hyperfixation on a current or former mate that is associated with a host of symptoms that are really interfering with their ability to, to enjoy their life. So these symptoms would be things like a hyper focus on their lover particularly after a breakup. So thinking about your ex, ruminating about them, obsessively trying to kind of get it, get information about what they're doing. You'll see cravings for contact where people will say, I just, I have to reach out. I feel like I'm going insane by not touching them or talking to them or understanding what happened. Really emotionally volatile. So emotional reactivity is really common in people with love addiction and then also acting in ways that are really harmful, either to try to get closer to your ex or to distract yourself from the pain of the breakup. So that would be things like driving past their house or searching for information about them on social media, or perhaps as a distraction, you start drinking or you're smoking or you're randomly dating people just to try to get yourself away from the pain of the breakup. So I think it might be helpful to talk about love addiction in the framework of if you're dealing with it with an ex, because it seems like it, these two things or in a current relationship. So with the situation where you're obsessed with an ex, and certainly it's not going to feel good. Breakups are not fun to begin with, right? And then if you're dealing with it more intensely than someone else might be, it's certainly going to really affect you negatively. So what would you tell this person, let's say that person driving by their ex's house, how to kind of break that pattern and step back and process in a more healthy way? I think your separation of people who we would consider to be love addicts or are struggling with a love addiction to a current partner is very different than to an ex. So I love that distinction because in one of these situations, you're still probably churning in your relationship. You're still with them. You're still trying to figure out how to make it work. And that enters into a whole host of conversations we could have about romantic relationships in general. When it's actually a breakup, you're, you're confronted with the reality that the relationship is over, either because your ex doesn't want to be with you anymore or because you've come to the place where you know this isn't a healthy situation for you and you need to move on. When you're in that position, it is really, really a grueling journey of recovery for a lot of people getting over your ex because particularly if it's not a relationship that you wanted to end, 
you're left with more questions than answers. And oftentimes you get stuck in your own head with this rumination and these thoughts about what went wrong and can I change it and I can make them change and we're going to get back together. And there's sort of this churning of it's not really over right? You just don't want to accept that it's really, really over. And then what that means about you and your life moving forward. So if you are someone listening out there who is getting over an ex, you are literally in a breakup situation or you're trying to move on from this person who really consumed your heart. The first thing that I want to say to you is that you are absolutely not alone and you are also not crazy. There is a reason that you're having such a strong emotional reaction and physiological reaction to this breakup, and it has to do with what really love does in our brains, that when you fall in love, it activates the dopaminergic pathways, which is really our reward center, where we really are driven on a survival basis to have someone in our life. And so if that happened to you where you fell for someone and now they're gone, think of it as if you're in withdrawal. You're literally kind of being ripped away from this person and this lifestyle and this dream of a relationship that you created that is no longer there and you're left with a void of what was there. So you're not crazy and you're not alone. Then what I want to help you do is stop the most distressing symptoms. So this means first and foremost, trying to cut off contact with your ex. Now, I know that's really hard for a lot of people, particularly if you've gone through a divorce, maybe you have children together or you work together. But the reality is that you are almost going through detox right now. And being close to your ex is like using your drug. Think of your ex as your drug that you're trying to move on from. Every time you get contact, you get information, you're getting a little hit in your brain of dopamine and of these neurotransmitters that are making you want more. It's going to make your cravings worse, and it's going to make you emotionally feel worse over time. So think of this as your detox. Cut off contact as much as possible. And if you can't cut it off completely, set really clear boundaries with your ex about how and when you want to communicate, because that's going to help you get some empowerment back in your life, some self-efficacy, some sense that, okay, I am on my own. I can set limits. I am going to be okay. They are over there and I am over here and I am going to move on not forgetting the past, not ignoring what happened, but emerging from the ashes in spite of it. I am going to take this as an opportunity to heal myself. So cut off contact. That also means removing things from your physical space that remind you of your ex. So take down those pictures Get rid of those love letters or those gifts or that old t-shirt and the toothbrush that are still in the bathroom that you want to put on because it's cozy and it makes you feel loved and comfortable. But again, it's fueling your use. It's like you're using them. Put it all in a box. Send it back to them. Put it out of your physical space so that it doesn't trigger you to feel worse in the moments that you see it. So the first phase, I would say, of your recovery is to really stop your symptoms by shifting the clear things in your current life that you can change, the things that you have control over. As you start to do that, we're going to delve a little bit more deeply into how you got here in the first place. So you probably know this already, um, but... Oftentimes in our romantic relationships, especially when we're in love, we make conclusions about ourselves and our ex that are highly untrue, that keep you stuck on them. So these are your thinking patterns and core beliefs about love and yourself and your ex and your relationship with them. So what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times when you fall in love, you make the conclusion that you have met the best single individual in the world. They are the perfect person. They complete you. And a lot of these messages are very culturally reinforced, which makes them harder to fight. But that is a true, true statement that we're all kind of working against some cultural learning about love. 
And because you've concluded that they're the greatest thing ever and, and they make you feel amazing, now that they're gone, you are left in this cycle of wishing you could be together again, wanting to find a way to be close to them because you don't know your own value without them in your life anymore. And so as you start to unpack that, I am going to start to help you build your self-esteem as much as humanly possible, remind you of the basic truths that your ex is just a human being with faults just like the rest of us, that although they may have been a wonderful person, they are actually not perfect for you. And the reason that I know that is that your relationship wasn't working for either them or you or both of you. And so even if you were to get back together in the future, it's going to be because both of you changed something that wasn't working in the past. And we're going to really hammer home some of those self-deceptive lies you tell yourself while I remind you that your value is exactly the same with or without your ex, that you actually define your own self and that you can create a life that is fulfilling and wonderful and magical based on your values, based on who you are and what you care about. And the more you do that, the more fulfilling your future is going to be, whether your ex ever reenters your life or not. And so the last phase of healing is really much more about that. What do you want for yourself now? What do you care the most about moving forward? What goals do you have? What aspirations do you have? And what patterns did you have in your relationship with your ex that you are going to work to change so that you don't recreate them in your next relationship? And so really the, the final phase is this freedom to create the next life journey for yourself and enter into a new relationship, probably partly as an experiment to see okay, what what things can I do differently? What can I learn about myself? What do I need from my mates moving forward? And how can I utilize this breakup so that when I look back on it someday, I actually am grateful because I learned something profound about myself and about myself in relationships through this really heartbreaking experience. So many great nuggets there. And, and I have some comments and questions as it relates to getting rid of your ex's stuff and totally makes sense to me. And I have a friend who recently went through a breakup and he said, you know, we're talking about it, processing and it came up that he's still following her on social media. And I was like, to me, it's like, why? I, I told him that. I said, why? What, why could you possibly? And what it came down to is he's like very into self-development and, you know, trying to be conscious and aware and work through things. And he's like, well, you know, I should be able to like still see what she's doing and move through it. And, and I told him, and I'm curious what you would say. I'm like, man, that's just unnecessary torture. Like what value is there? And I think maybe some people would do that and it's, and they know they're torturing themselves and certainly don't do that. But then like this other side of like, yeah, it's hard and I understand, but like my higher self is going to be able to maintain contact that way and, and do it. What are your thoughts on social media and maintaining even it's not a direct connection if you're interacting, but just watching their stories on Instagram? I think it's totally unhealthy. You know, I love your recommendation to your friend. And I also love his response to you. And my answer as a psychologist, which bugs a lot of people out there, which I understand is that it really depends. So especially early in a breakup, if you are struggling to move on, it is really important for you to take some space. So in that sense, as, as your recommendation to him acknowledged, if this is triggering to you, if it feels like you're craving contact and so you're checking the social media maybe multiple times a day just to get a glimpse of what they're doing, that is going to make you stay attached to your ex in ways that are not going to be helpful for you to move on from this relationship. So I would absolutely say that. I also think that your friend does have a really interesting perspective because 
by the end of the breakup experience, I think it is a wonderful goal for any of us to relate to our ex in such a way that they are no longer a trigger. So what I mean by that is where you can look at them on social media and even see who they're dating or what they're doing and look at it without a personal reaction, without it causing that twinge of sadness or that anger that they left or whatever those emotions are, where you literally look at them sort of with an indifference and a and a grateful smile of this was someone who once really mattered to me and they have moved on and I have moved on and I'm no longer affected by it in a way that's harmful. That to me is a wonderful goal. And for most people going through a love addicted breakup, it is not one that is going to come quickly. And it is actually a goal that some people will probably never get to. There are some breakups out there that are so tough, that are so painful, uh, particularly ones where something perhaps very traumatic happened between you, that I think really it might just not be necessary for you to really ever have contact with them or know what they're doing. And that might be really okay. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. 
since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab-and-go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code IDO at checkout. That's IDO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Well, thank you for that. And yeah, that's a great point. And to go back to his story, he wasn't struggling terribly. So it seemed to be coming from a healthier place. Certainly he was upset. And yeah, I think he has enough self-awareness to go like, all right, this is unhealthy. And personally, you know, having gone through a couple breakups in the last couple of years, yeah, at first it was like, I don't want to see that. I, I recognized it in myself. It's just not going to add to my life. And, and now enough time has passed that that I am able to engage that way. And I live in a small town, so we're actually seeing each other in person too. And and that was very hard at first. And now it's like, hey, we have a nice conversation. She's dating someone new. And it's a bit cliche, but time heals all wounds. It does feel like that to an extent, but you do have to do the work. What would you say about that cliche of time heals all wounds? Well, I love the idea of time as healing. And I think in many ways, it helps. But I actually think that if you're really struggling with any mental health situation, even if it's not a diagnosable mental illness, love addiction is not an illness. It's not something we would diagnose you with. And I want to be sure everybody knows that. But it actually takes a lot of deliberate effort to change. So A lot of times when we think about therapy or when we think about personal development, you might have this idea that you can go in and see a therapist or a psychologist and they'll be able to give you answers and you will feel better and they will fix it. The truth is that change happens because of the millions of tiny choices that you make every day throughout your life that lead you to a different outcome. And so although time can be healing in many ways, I actually think that what is going to help you heal the most and the fastest is utilizing skills that help and decreasing things that hurt. And so anytime you're thinking about getting over an ex or moving on from a former relationship, remember that the steps that you make, even just shifting a thought or shifting a behavior or not looking at social media or not picking up your phone in those moments where you want to text them. If you do that over time, you're actually setting yourself up for your next life. And so time helps, but also really the biggest indicator I have that you're going to heal is how much effort you're willing to put into yourself to grow and evolve. I will tell you that I have seen people who are still addicted to their ex decades after a breakup. And so I'm wary of saying the time heals all wounds because I think that there are people who don't move on. And I think there are a lot of skills that you can utilize to help you move on that I really encourage people to practice. One of the things that I've experienced personally and and I've seen is this element of grieving and bargaining after a breakup. And it had led me personally to a breakup in which I chose to break up with a partner and I very much knew it was not healthy and ended it. And then it hurt and it hurt and it hurt and it hurt. And I started questioning my decision and it felt like I was bargaining like, oh, well, if she did this and if we could just do that, then then we'll be okay. And like a month and a half later, we ran into each other in a small town and things happened the way they did. And it was very much a deliberate action on on my part. But we got back together. And this seems to be a not an uncommon cycle. So what would you say about someone who's identifying with that or, you know, someone that may encounter that in the future, how to kind of 
step back and really not go into an unhealthy, you know, loop of, of getting back with an ex just because it hurts so much? Oh, it's such a common experience that you're describing in your story. And I think probably almost all of us can relate to that experience where you're in a relationship with someone. It isn't working in some pretty fundamental way. You really care about them. You aren't ready to leave, but you aren't really staying. In psychological terms, we call this relationship churning. It's that idea that you're sort of not in, but you're not out and you're not sure what to do. It's a really difficult place to be in. And oftentimes after a breakup like yours, where you get to the place where you say, okay, I'm done, I'm going to leave, or they leave you, you will second guess those choices because two weeks later or two days later when you're at home by yourself and you would ordinarily be with them and you are thinking about them and you're pining over them and you're remembering things that were really positive about them and your relationship with them. It's so easy to want to go back. And oftentimes in those moments, you forget the primary reasons that you left. Not only is your brain and body craving the person again, but your mind is deceiving you to only remember the good stuff where you think, well, maybe I can help them change. Maybe I'll change them. Or if we just tweak this, then it'll work, right? You know, one of the really common lies that we, I think, learn from a cultural perspective is that love is enough to make a relationship work. There is this strong sentiment that if you just love someone enough, it's bound to work. It's bound to be functional. We can figure it out. The truth is that healthy romantic relationships require a whole lot more than love. And in fact, there are a lot of successful romantic relationships that wouldn't even be based in romantic love, like arranged marriages, which actually tend to have very high satisfaction rates compared to marriages of choice, as we would call them. So if you're finding yourself in that churning mode where you're broken up, but you're second guessing yourself and you're just not sure, I want you to ask yourself a couple of key questions. One, why did you break up in the first place? Really, as honestly as you can, try to describe what wasn't working about the relationship. What didn't you like about your partner? What caused your arguments? Where was the most tension? Then ask yourself second, has anything changed? Has anything about the reasons that we broke up shifted? And I think those are really important questions to ask yourself because sometimes it is possible for you get to get back with an ex and have it go well, right? Sometimes you break up with someone and you doubt your choice and you're thinking about it and you reconnect with them and perhaps something has changed. Maybe you both want to go to therapy. Maybe you had a really bad rift because this, something happened. There was an affair or there was um, an argument about something really profound that led you to break up, but you're coming back together and want to work on it. Then I would say, well, there it's possible. It's possible that you will get back together. However, if you remind yourself why you broke up and nothing has changed, I want you to remind yourself that if you get back together or try to, it is going to probably have the same problems that it did had before. And for people who are going through a love addicted breakup in particular, especially any of you who find yourself being left or or having uh, your partner not want to be with you anymore. I want you to focus on your reality today because today your partner doesn't want to be with you for whatever reason. And fixating or staying focused on the idea that the future could be you getting back together is actually going to keep you stuck on your ex because you're going to stay focused on a fantasy relationship or a fantasy future that may never happen. And so I often recommend to people, you know, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. It's possible that you get back together. But today, 
you have no indication that that's going to happen. And in fact, you have a lot of evidence that it isn't because you're broken up. So what I want us to focus on today is how to help you deal with that reality. And if in the future you do get back together, then we'll deal with that. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. What are some tools that that person can use? And they're really struggling with the breakup. They've been fixated on it. Maybe we'll get back together and they're just not moving on. What are some of the steps that they can take to to change that story and to start moving forward? So in addition to some of the things we talked about earlier, so cutting off contact, probably getting away from social media, getting rid of some of their stuff in their own, in your house. So you're not thinking about them. One of the most important things you need to do is to try to unpack your patterns, your patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. So from a cognitive behavioral perspective, the way we really think about addictions or addictive behavior is that the way you think about your ex will dramatically influence the way you feel or your emotional response to them, which will also dramatically affect how you want to act or behave. And when you're in a breakup, you actually end up in a really unhealthy thought, feeling, behavior cycle of symptoms. 
The way that we stop that is by creating interventions that target your thinking, your actions, or your feelings. And so when you think about the cycle, it's really, really critical to work with where you're struggling the most. So if I am sitting with someone in an office, I am trying to assess with them, what's the most painful part of this for you? Is it that you're feeling really depressed right now and so you're not even socializing or talking to your friends? If that's the case, I want to set up interventions or strategies and tools that target that. So I want you to start planning meetings with your friends. I want you to have lunch dates. I want you to set a schedule for yourself. If on the other hand, you're noticing that the worst part of this breakup is that you can't stop thinking about them. You're obsessing about them. You wake up in the morning and you want to text them. You're going through your day and you're thinking, I wonder what they're doing right now. And it's this preoccupation that's driving you nuts. Then I would say we need some cognitive interventions. We need to target those thinking patterns. So one thing I recommend if you're struggling with obsessive thinking is to set up a rumination time during your day. That means I want you to schedule three times a day for about 20 minutes, a time where all you do is think about your ex and your breakup. You can scream, you can cry, you can journal, you can call a friend, you can run, you can yell, anything that you need to do to actually express yourself, feel your feelings, think about them. Literally, the only thing you do is think about your ex. What that does is it gives you the opportunity to vent and to feel and to express because I actually don't want you to distract yourself from this experience all of the time. If you stuff down your feelings and your thoughts and your symptoms, they're actually still going to come out in other ways. Usually those ways are really not good for you. So take the time. Then after you practice your rumination time, I want you to use a technique called thought stopping. Thought stopping is literally As you go through the rest of your day, when you notice the thoughts are popping into your mind about you, your ex, you say, no, I am not going to think about you right now. This is my time to focus on myself. And you put a big red stop sign or the word calm or whatever image or visualization you want to use to any thoughts that are coming through your head about your ex. And you instead reshift your focus to your environment, to your current environment, whatever it is you're doing. If you're at work, you get back to work. If you were the friend, you focus on your friend. If you're outside on a nature walk, you look at the trees. You focus on your present life in your own skin and remind yourself that you can think about your ex again and how horrible this breakup feels, but not until your next rumination time. So those are a couple of examples of ways that I would target thinking, feelings, behaviors. And over time, literally what I would encourage people to do is just experiment. Experiment with whatever you can come up with that you think would be self-soothing and help you feel better and get rid of anything that's harmful. If you notice, gosh, I did this one suggested technique. I did my rumination time, but boy, I had such a hard time moving on afterwards. Then we need to add something new. So maybe we do a relaxation training after your rumination time, right? And so you're building these coping strategies so that eventually you'll go through your day and actually the symptoms will just naturally decrease. I love it. Let's go with this person who's who's working through a breakup and they're identifying the patterns they're they're processing with these tools and now they're looking for another relationship and in the context of love addiction what are some important things for them to think about that they're entering into this relationship from a healthy standpoint and then once they're in it how to kind of keep those things in check the first thing i want anyone who's going through a love addicted breakup or actually any breakup for that matter to know is that it is perfectly helpful and healthy for you to take some time. So I think there's a tendency, particularly when you're going through a bad breakup 
to get yourself back out there right away because it helps you not feel so alone. It helps you feel wanted. Sometimes it's actually a revenge strategy, which is something I would really not recommend where you're trying to just prove to yourself and your ex that you're wanted and that you can get dates and that people are interested in you. It is really a healthy thing to take this as an opportunity to explore yourself and to use it really as a, as a mechanism of who am I now and what do I really want next instead of impulsively jumping into some new dating situation. So I want that to be clear right off the bat. Please don't feel any need to jump into dating right away. If you think you're ready to start dating again, or you want to start dating, a couple of things that I would highly recommend. One, I would be really careful with sexual activity. That might sound kind of odd, but when we are sexual with another person, it actually is stimulating similar parts of your brain and your body with hormones and neurotransmitters like dopamine that actually can really make you think about your ex more. In addition to the bodily sensations, you're now probably doing something that you used to do with your ex a lot. And that in and of itself can be triggering, particularly if it's the first person you've been with since you and your ex broke up. So careful with sexual activity. I would also really recommend thinking about your values. So when we talk about values, we're really talking about what gives life meaning to you. What are the most important things about a human that you think really make them admirable, that you really think lead to a fulfilling life? And once you can identify those core characteristics that really matter to you, think about dating people that you think have those values. The reason that I say that is oftentimes when we date people, particularly if we date by choice and not in an arranged way, we're driven by lust. Well, lust is your sort of first natural inclination as a human that is your sex drive. It is purely based on chemistry and physical attraction. The problem with lust is that it doesn't have anything to do with who the other person is as a human being, right? You don't know anything about the other person when you're lusting for them. It could happen walking through the grocery store, going to the gym, being at work. Someone just catches your attention. That is your sex drive. And that is oftentimes who we start to date but that may be a really unhealthy person for you. So pause dating based on lust and focus on having an experiment of dating based on values. Who do you really admire and why? Because sometimes, surprisingly so, when you really like someone, when you find them to be a good person, you will find them more and more physically and sexually attractive to you over time. And oftentimes when we're coming off of a bad breakup, our barometer for what's really healthy for us or who we really like and why is a little bit skewed because we're coming off an experience that was incredibly painful. So that would be a really strong recommendation I would have for people. Remember that it doesn't have to be the love of your life. It doesn't have to be this grand experience. Maybe what you really need is just to have some experiences dating different kinds of people so that you can learn about yourself and what you really like and need in a romantic mate. Well, Dr. Courtney, we've covered a lot and we'll have to have you back on. We could do a whole other episode on preparing for our next relationship. Some of these things that you're saying now, so valuable. And I know we didn't really dive into love addiction in a relationship, but I think just focusing on the breakup and then preparing for the next relationship as we did is going to be so valuable for our listeners. I really, really want to thank you for, for all this great information. I took a ton of notes. I know it's going to help our listeners a lot. And I just want to say, and I want to have you wrap us up, but reiterate what you said a few times is that you are not alone in, in your feelings and it's okay to feel how you do because we've all had our hearts broken. We've all been there. If you're tuning into this, it's probably because you're maybe in the midst of it and to me, that that's such an important thing to know and remember and that it'll pass. You're not going to feel this forever. And you've given us some 
great, great tools. So before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? If there's anything we skipped over or maybe something you want to emphasize, and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you so much for having me. I've so enjoyed it. You can find me at drcourtney.com. I'm also on social media and I try to post videos that are really tips and self-help promotional things for anyone out there who's struggling through a breakup. And, you know, the last thing that I'd, I'd really like to leave listeners with is that during the course of our life, almost all of us will experience a heart-wrenching breakup that really rocks our world. The flip side of that is you're also very likely to break someone else's heart. And so when we think about love, I really find that helpful to remember because we're all in this together. And the more we can approach our romantic relationships with empathy, with kindness, with compassion, with really a very human appreciation for our experiences, but also other people's experiences, the better off we're all going to be as we try to date and find a mate, because this love journey is one that every single one of us is going to go through over the course of this life. That is a beautiful place to leave this conversation. We'll have the links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.